Welcome to this episode of the Hoover City Schools Wellbeing Podcast, the Roots and Wings Podcast. My name is Brian Rogers, and I'm a licensed professional counselor with Hoover City Schools. And I'm Leanna Hurst. I'm a licensed professional counselor for Hoover City Schools and serve as an intervention counselor. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. This podcast is meant to be a resource for parents tasked with raising resilient and courageous children in a world with great uncertainty at times. It's simply a monthly conversation focusing on relevant issues facing parents and guardians today. Our time together is comprised of mental health professionals from throughout the district, and we thank you for joining us for this conversation. We hope you will tell your friends about it and leave us feedback by emailing us in the address in the episode notes below. Um, today, we're going to be sharing on the topic of alcohol and drug prevention. It's never too early to start having discussions on this very important topic. Today, our special guests uh, are Officer Eric Myers from Compact 2020, a liaison for the Hoover Police Department, and Officer Matt Glassford of the Shelby County Sheriff's Office. Um, in 2016, the Shelby County leaders and city leaders all came together to address the realization that we must take a proactive approach to the increasing trend of substance abuse and addiction among our students and young adults as well as uh, our families to respond to their loved one uh, facing these challenges. Uh, Compact 2020 is a unique approach that is the first of its kind. Uh, the, this project is directed by the Shelby County District Attorney, uh, the County Manager, the Shelby County Sheriff. Compact 2020 uh, team is accountable to the Governance Board, consisting of leadership from all four school systems, uh, our participating municipalities and specialized partners such as Central Alabama Wellness. Um, Officer Myers, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I've been with Compact for about uh, five years now, and uh, we've transitioned from um, different times, especially over the past year with COVID. So we're seeing a lot of different trends now. I love how the focus is intervention focused, uh, perhaps leading in the prevention of legal involvement in the future. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as the saying goes. As you guys know, Hoover City Schools serves 14,000 students from pre-K all the way through graduation. In my mind, it really is never too early to begin these age-appropriate drug and alcohol prevention discussions, since more and more students seem to be affected at younger age. Have you guys seen that as well? Yes. Starting earlier and earlier. Yes, actually, um, due to COVID, um, I think we're getting younger and younger cases in our office, um, as young as 10 years old. Um, I, and, I, and parents are identifying things um, at that young age, which is obviously troubling, um, but it's good to get help that early in age. And I think that's the ultimate challenge. The sooner you can notice something, um, but also having kids unsupervised at home on these kind of staggered schedules, yes. that really gives them more free time to, to get into some trouble. Right. Um, but it seems for drug and alcohol prevention programs to be accessible, you kind of need a threefold approach. One, knowledge, knowledge and perceptions of harm associated with drug and alcohol. Communication, where the parent and child have that good relationship, where they can um, start early on talking about positive attitudes regarding uh, these things. And then also coping strategies. So when, when it becomes an issue, how do you address it? So um, we're going to start, the way we're going to kind of talk talk through this is just kind of asking some questions that our team came up with and also some that kind of parents put forward. 
Um, so the first one is... Uh, what kind of trends are you guys seeing? Um, trends, you know, they change like the wind. But the thing is, um, the trends we see now are kind of like regurgitated from the previous years. We've getting a, a bigger increase in marijuana cases. Um, but one thing that is troubling and is true, truly troubling are harder drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen cases of heroin um, uses. At younger ages, too. At younger ages, yeah. Um, heroin and cocaine use. Um, you know, I think when we were growing up, that wasn't a norm. Um, marijuana was the probably the thing or alcohol the thing to do. Um, but kids, like you stated earlier, they have a lot of free time being at home by themselves and dabbling in some of those things um, and being with other friends. Yeah. You know? Do you think that's the biggest way maybe this whole pandemic is affected? Being being isolated, having the free time, uh, yes. but also maybe some depression and, and, and stuff tied into their self-medicating kind of stuff. Yes. We, we've talked about in our office about how um, when COVID first kicked off and parents were going to work, kids being isolated at home. Um, so you had the depression that kicked in. And what happens when depression happens? You know, mm -hmm. you seek for something to cope with it. Not being able to see your friends, not being mm -hmm. able to see your family. Um, and let's be honest, being at home with your parents all the time, they come home and maybe they're fussing or they're frustrated about what's going on. Uh, but we know that it's an increase of domestic issues as yeah. well. Well, and their parent incomes have been affected a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, maybe you're having to work from home and everybody's a little too close for comfort yes. anyway. And, and and ideally, in law enforcement, we see an increase of domestic in their colder times yeah, of, that's of true. the season because yeah. that's Holidays. when yeah, because when that's when everybody hangs out together and family loves family, but family <laughs> can't stand family either. So <laughs> that's that's what happened as well. Well, I think we we all were like, all right, by May we're going to get past this, maybe mm -hmm. back to normal. By June, by now it's you know here we are, twenty twenty one. It's right. different. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, a lot of people like structure, too, and I think kids, when they lose that structure of going to school, you know, five days a week, have their after-school programs, now it's, you know, two and two, you know, mm -hmm. it goes back and forth. There's no set standards. So when you start throwing all that in there, it leads to more anxiety and, you know, uh, isolation as well. Yeah. Um, from a prevention standpoint, what can parents of elementary, middle, and high school students do? Um, I'm going to go against the grain from what's taught now. And I think is um, one, be involved, but also um, go through some of their things um, because they are really kids are really good at hiding things and uh, paying attention to their behavior. Um, even if if they wake up every morning at eight o'clock, go downstairs, have breakfast um, and interact with the family. And when they become a little bit more isolated, staying to sleep at one o'clock, you know, that trend, you know, has Those changed a lot. Patterns yeah. Are changing. Yeah. Let's figure out what's going on. So that means, you know, mom and dad has to leave from the, in front of the TV, put their phones down and go before their kids and have a real conversation and maybe go through a little backpack or a drawer. See what's see if anything's been hidden. Yeah, we notice. Well, I notice a lot that parents, you got to have that trust line mm -hmm. you know you don't want to step across boundaries but at the same time i know when i was you know 14 15 16 years old i tried to hide stuff yeah right? i think it's a natural thing however my parents also i knew <laughs> that they were going to check my stuff mm -hmm. um we didn't have cell smartphones and all that but uh 
I think parents are too scared sometimes to actually be like, hey, this is my phone. I bought it for you. Let me check it out and see what's going on. Because that's the cell phones are one of the ways that kids get access to all this information and sure. drug deals and all that kind of stuff. Um, so access, that's how they access it. Yeah. Right. Don't be scared to do it, I yeah. guess, is what I try to tell parents all the time. And we've seen with elementary kids, um, a lot of times they have older siblings. Mm-hmm. So the older siblings are involved in stuff and the younger seeds it mm-hmm. and they want to dabble into it mm-hmm. or partake a little bit into it. So if we can get ahead of the uh, curve when they're that young in elementary school, then maybe we can keep the same thing happening as the older sibling was going through. Well, it sounds like two things you're saying. One is it all does start early, you know, set the expectation. Uh, first of the expectation for privacy, you know, that, that, and the trust, we can't have, have both that it's gotta be a working relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also better to start that when you guys are at a better place than when it gets to, to a high stress level. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause I have, I have a pack with my uh, seven year old. Um, if you're honest with me, no matter what you've done, if you're honest with me, you will not get in trouble as long as I find out from your mouth. Now, if I hear from anybody <laughs> else's, that's a different story because you're not being honest and upfront. Yeah. So it's, it's worked out, you know. Yeah. And I pray that up until through the high school and college years, it stays to that. Well, and like you guys said, that that I thought about that when I was developing these questions, too, is that tie between social media. We're going to address social media on a later pocket. But I mean, the two are in, intimately tied together, yes. aren't they? Yes. I mean, I think probably a lot of the a lot of the ways outside of compact 2020, which folks on intervention prevention on the other side of it, you know, social media becomes <laughs> one of the key investigative tools. I think that and it becomes an addiction in of itself. It's right? true. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the Birmingham area seems to have a lot of resources for adult addiction and recovery. How about for, for children and adolescents? Do, do you know of many that um, are available for them? Um, one of the biggest ones that we found a few years ago was uh, at Children's Hospital. It's called the Patient Intake Resource Center. Mm-hmm. So when you call them, no matter whatever the issue is, if it's mental health, if is it drug abuse or anything along those lines, they can steer you to the right direction. Um, they've invested a lot into that program um, since the inception of Compact 2020. Um, and it's grown obviously, especially now, it's grown a lot um, over those years where you call them, they're going to get get you the resource that you need and make sure you get it at a timely manner. It is a great resource. Mm-hmm. I think one thing they're really good at especially is helping to find out who has the lowest waiting list because the last thing you want to do is yes. go, we're at a point of crisis and then say, six months from now, we can get you in. Like, well, <laughs> a lot can change in that yeah. time. Yeah. They're good at knowing who has availability sooner and, and deals with your insurance and a lot of that stuff right. as well. And that's the biggest thing, insurance mm-hmm. part. You know, some have insurance, some don't. Yeah. But, you know, no matter what your circumstances are, they have the resource to get you, get that for you. That's a good, that definitely is a good connection point. Absolutely. How do you see schools, particularly Hoover, supporting these efforts? I think this podcast is perfect. Um, and as well as peer support groups. Uh, we went through a class this week about peer support groups. Um, one of the stigmas about kids that go through certain things, they feel they're isolated and no one else goes through it. Um, there's high schools throughout the country that when they're suffering through with certain issues, that high school specifically deals with that issue, be it drugs misuse, uh, mental health issues, 
Um, but just creating an atmosphere that is okay if you have an issue and where to go if you want to receive help and the resource for the parents as well. You know, we've um, live a time and age where parents don't want their kids to go through something. And when they go through something, they want to handle it in house, mm-hmm. you know, let them know that it is normal. You're not the only one. As a matter of fact, there's probably more people on your street that have the same issue. Yeah. Right. And if we identify it as a community, we can help all help each other. Well, I think that stigma is still there as much as I, sometimes I like to want to think that the stigma is less. It, it's still pretty there. No one's no one's posting that out on their Facebook, you know, <laughs> right. Right. dealing with addiction today. Who knows? Send me some resources. Yeah. You know? But just imagine how amazing that would be. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that would, I mean, we probably wouldn't see half the issues that we see now because you have a core group of people that can help you. Well, and the earlier you can start that intervention, the better. You mm-hmm. know, I, I think of kids we've seen go through middle school with issues that are really struggling in high school now because it's the longer you go with it, the harder it is to get into control. I had a 11, uh, 11 year old that had started smoking pot when he was 11. I mean, mm-hmm. now he's in high school yeah. and you just see it grow. Yeah, right. Um, lastly, a couple parent questions that we had. Um, what should I do if I suspect my child is drinking or smoking pot? And what can I, uh, who can I call if I suspect they're using? Um, one is compact. Um, one of the great things that we do is we provide a place where you can come to receive mental health assessment as well as a drug assessment. So we don't try to, we don't walk around with our badge out and gun out and showing that, hey, we're law enforcement. Um, but what we do is Central Alabama Wellness provides a counselor to come over and they sit with the kid and they do this assessment, be it an hour, hour and a half, two hours. So when they come out of that meeting, the parents have an idea of what their kids are going through. Um, and from there, they can take that information um, if they want to reach out to Patient Intake Resource Center um, or through Central Alabama Wellness to, um, to receive further help and assistance. Um, in the future. Or they can use their own private um, right. mental health care person if they they know a psychologist, a counselor or whatever. Um, it's just a good way for us to be able to explain to parents kind of the trends that we're seeing as well. Yeah. Um, go through some of the stuff that, you know, the kids may be going through or something like that too. So when we do an intervention like that, um, we talk to the parents and the counselor speaks with, you know, the student or the child. So. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too, though, just, you know, if you have insurance, calling them first and saying, you know, what benefits mm-hmm. are available to me. It might be that you have an employee assistance program that provides those. Right. Um, but but I think a lot of people are unaware of the resources that they have and they start thinking of those roadblocks that are getting in the way. Oh, finances and time. Mm-hmm. And where do I? But a lot of those can be lowered if, if you just kind of slow down a minute and, and use some of these. In our episode notes, we'll make sure we put the. Uh, Compact 2020 info lines, the one for parents yes. and the one for teens. Uh, and also we'll put the um, the Central Alabama Wellness and Compact 2020 website so they can use those as good resources, too. And one of the great things is Central Alabama Wellness, although it's stationed in Shelby County, um, when Compact first was involved, um, they said anybody from Hoover can come and utilize their resources. Okay. So that's kind of the buy-in. That yeah, even if you're on the Jefferson County mm-hmm. side, it's a good resource for you yes. as well. Oh, that's wonderful. And the other thing is we've had a lot of parents just call our parent line just because they want to talk. Talk Sometimes through. they don't yeah. need help. They just want somebody to listen to them and maybe give them some advice too. So just if people just want to talk to us from a law enforcement perspective, 
feel free to call. We don't have to go any further than a phone call. We don't even have to know your name. Yeah. Totally anonymous. Right. And your story is not unique. I think everyone's afraid that, you know, oh, you know, I'm the only one going through this. But, you know, people, when you call that line, they heard everything. Yes. And the good thing about Compact is over the five years or so that we've been around, we've never arrested a kid. You know, we it's kind of a community policing type of yeah. uh, side of things where we want to help. You know, we try to the kid if the kid is going through something, we want to bump them off that that track. Yeah. And let them know, hey, this is not what you want to do. You have such a full life ahead of you. Let's not mess it up by this. Yeah, we don't want to deal with it on the juvenile justice side. Right. If we can get you some help with what you're dealing mm-hmm. with before then maybe opportunities are different. Right. right. So Okay, well, thank you both for joining us for this edition of Roots and Wings podcast. It certainly is a challenging time to be a parent. I am sure that the information and resources that you shared will make some um, of those difficult discussions a little easier. I think it's great to hear that parents are not alone in these challenges. Um, There are a lot of great resources out there. Yes, thank you both for joining us. Uh, Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope that you found some of the information helpful. Uh, Check out our episode notes, and in there we're going to post the website for Compact 2020, the Parent Talk Line, and the Teen Talk Line. Again, these are anonymous resources just to get more information and kind of maybe have some direction and be heard out. Uh, And also the website for Central Alabama Wellness, uh, and and we'll put the uh, patient information uh, referral source Uh, perk down at Children's of Alabama so that um, you can have that. All great resources and things that parents can use not only in this but any kind of thing that they might be struggling with. Um, Our February episode is going to be focused on healthy relationships so join us then and we look forward to sharing with you then. Please tell your friends about our podcast.